0: Welcome to East Meets West, episode 416. I'm Tom Merritt. And I'm Roger Chang. And uh, if you're new to the show, how? (laughs) How did you find us? Please tell us.
1: Um, Yeah, I would love to know. Actually, I would love to know (laughs) who still listens to Uh, Well, we know Jason does,
0: because whenever we mention Jason, like every other time we mention Jason, he uh, sends us a nice email like, yep, I'm still out here. Uh, and there's a few other people there's a couple I, I always get a couple tweets a couple discord messages here and there um, f- from folks so yeah there's there's folks out there but if you're new'm I, I, I get that like we've been doing this show since 2005 so there's just going to be folks who've been hanging around back when we were promoting it <laughs> but we barely tell anyone about it now so
1: I'm, I'm curious how anyone would end up finding it some digital archaeologists will uncover it in wonder site why did they go so long? <laughs>
0: was it just because they had went so long that they felt they had to keep going? Or was sometimes, there a deeper purpose?
1: Sometimes. Oh, what a what a what a weird couple of months it's been because I've had a number of things that I've I've had to manage. Um, you know, I've mentioned before my, my father in law passed. Uh, and then mm-hmm. we were going through the legal probate process. So we got some of these papers back. That's been going on for more than a year now, right? Well, it's, so probate takes roughly a year, 12 yeah. months or 14 months. No, 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 okay. You have four or five months in that period that are set aside and reserved for people with the, the deceased who owed outstanding debts to become uh-huh. a claim. Like, hey, this guy owes me money. And then they have to basically sort it out.
0: That's when the, the town crier adds that as they walk through the town. Should anyone have a claim? Please present yourselves. That, that That's yeah, why I hear that when the yeah. when the town crier walks by my house.
1: So we've been getting, we, we finally got a lot of that paperwork back. But now we have to do a thing where um, we need to open a separate bank account now to take whatever funds he's owed. Ah. Um, and so it's very complicated and it's all very time sensitive uh-huh they say well you need it from like 90 days of the, the court uh, issuing the thing right but it's like a birth certificate it's not like it gets renewed after a certain point it's that's it you yeah. know're yeah, yeah. not gonna we need at least 90 days like that's uh, so it's, 90 days seems like a long time though it's night, but it's you're also dealing with a court process and a thing that takes around 12 to 14 months. Wait, now, I
0: thought you were saying you had 90 days to open a bank account. No, no,
1: no. I had 90 days to open an account for when they issue the document. But I got the document at the end of October, but uh-huh. it's stamped from the uh, court clerk at the end of July.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So they, they took 90 days to give you the document, but you had 90 days from the stamping of the document. Is there, uh, but, but, is that one of those situations where you need the document in order to open the account? Or could yes. you have just said like, well, I know they they issued it even though I don't have it?
1: I I, I have to show them the stamped one. Uh, and
0: then Why is that? Why can't you just open the account and then show them the document once it shows up? You know, you're asking all the
1: questions I asked. I don't know because yeah, we, we that's talked just to them.
0: The, that's the law.
1: We talked to them lady at the branch so mm-hmm. it might be different at the corporate level so we got to find out and i don't know it's just I, I i'll say this uh, uh once more if you uh if you plan on leaving anything more than just a couple of hundred bucks in your pocket to whatever survivors figure it out ahead of time because it's so complicated yeah afterwards. but the
0: reason people don't is because they don't they won't have to deal with it Right. I mean, it's horrible to say, but uh, we as humans, uh, and and don't think any of you, including myself and Roger, are exceptions to this. We are way less motivated to something and to do something unless it affects us. Now, there are varying degrees of selfishness and varying degrees of ways of overcoming that inclination. But it's we all have it. We all have that. Like if it affects us our brains are just going to prioritize it more. So you have to work to overcome that, to do, to, to make preparations. I have uh, a confession.
1: I have like four boxes. uh, No, actually more than four boxes. I have about 10 boxes in my house that I've yet to unpack for moving six years
0: ago. Yeah. Right. So, so, you're more likely to do this for your survivors if you've had to go through it, because there's a, there's sort of you experiencing it. And you're, you're like, well, now that I've actually experienced it, I, I'm more, I'm less likely to want anyone I, I love or care for to have to go through it too. Uh, Cause it, it just affects your brain that way. But, but yeah, it's just that hard thing of getting people to do something that, won't benefit them. Right. Like setting up a will and all of that, you're totally doing it for others. Well,
1: this is the thing. It's so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. As my estate attorney tells me, it's like, wills are great. What's even better is a trust. Yeah. Basically a legal document that orders on, on the, uh, cessation of someone's life. Uh, this person gets whatever specific. Name. Well,
0: and that th- that that makes sense to me, right? Because if you think about it this way, um, I have a bank account. It's in my name. I'm the only one that can access it. That's the way it should be. That you know that you don't want other people to be able to access your money. I die. Now we have to figure out who gets to access it. Uh, OK, if I have a will, that helps because we have a clear intention. Well, he wanted Roger to have it because I'm going to leave all my money to Roger. But the Thank bank is still going to be like, let's just make sure that there's no one else who needs this money before we just give it all to Roger. Let's make sure the will is active. You know, there's all all these complications, whereas a trust is basically saying, uh, look, n- if I'm dead, give immediate access to this account to these people or even better, uh, if you trust them, these people can have access to these accounts uh, now, uh, in case I'm incapacitated, even or something like that, uh, powers of attorney and all that. Uh, so, so that you no longer have to. There, there, there's no longer a a question, right? It's yeah. it's currently the bank is like, oh yeah, if Roger shows up and wants the money, we'll give it to him. We don't need a will or anything else to. to yeah.
1: Do that. Oh, and this is the great thing: if you have like a bank account or a retirement account you can directly list beneficiaries. So yes, yes. spouse that's, or kids or whatever. You don't even need a trust at that point. Right. They just need something that clearly states that there is... And this is the problem with wills is what you said. It, it signals intent. Right. It's not a legally binding contract. It's not
0: definitive. People can challenge a will. <laughs> you've, yes. You've all seen a murder mystery. <laughs> you've seen Matlock. Yeah, Shane. yeah, yeah.
1: But, uh, you know, it's funny because... Um, laziness is often a sign of like well the the benefits don't out uh, don't outweigh motivating me to get out of you know my my barker lounger to do it um i don't i think it's unfair to call that
0: laziness it's not laziness it's 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 human nature oh um, well, yeah I, but and, and so you have to you have to make an effort to to get past your human nature
1: the, there is a certain word. There is a certain connotation, a pejorative, of using the word "lazy." But for example, a very, a very non, uh, uh, a very trivial version of this is uh, streaming accounts. I finally canceled my HBO Max. Yeah. The only reason, and I actually canceled my Disney Plus. The only reason I signed up again and went through the whole process again was because I could get a five dollar, I think five or six dollars. There's discount a motivation. My, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna save myself seventy-two dollars, or it's not seventy-two dollars. It's uh, uh so, yeah, 60. 66, uh, Over 60 a, bucks year. a year, yeah, for a year, and uh, it'd be like you know, eh, sixty bucks. Sixty bucks is worth like you know the two minutes of my time to do this. There's a few meals in there in sixty bucks. It is. I will say this. It is. It is a substantial, at least half of my grocery bill per. Yeah, week. there you go.
0: Half half of a grocery bill saved. Done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As you're eating ha- if as you're eating half of your groceries this month, you can taste the savings. I can taste
1: whatever stream I like. I watched Encanto yesterday with my youngest child. It was great. She was sort of captivated. Did you
0: eat anything while you were watching it?
1: No. I okay. eat I, it's hard to eat. I, I don't No, no, to- no.
0: I was just going to say if you had, then you could have said, "Ah, I'm eating the savings I oh made but that That's allowed me feeling. to watch this."
1: I have a feeling that the kids are eating it. Yeah,
0: well, they're eating your savings. You know what? You know what they say. <laughs> they're they always kids, eating your savings. In the house home, it's, it's kind
1: of yeah. true, sort of. Until it's not, till they leave, and then you miss yeah. them. Uh, but you know, the the upside is I got, I've, you know, I finally had some time to go through the tremendous library. Not only in Google Plus, but I also signed up for um, uh, Paramount Plus. Finally, officially, uh, like you know, full time. mm Hmm. Uh, so, so you're but you know all the, the treks, yeah. Because I do this, I do this every year. I'm such a cheapskate. I I wait for the Black Friday deal, and then I get up for like the two two duck two dollars a month, you know, for like a limited number of months, and then it goes to the full rate. And then right before, <laughs> before it goes to the full rate, I cancel it. Now
0: that's smart if you knew you were already going to do it. But that's always the hazy question: is if there were no Black Friday. This is a what if. So there's really no no definitive answer. But if there were no Black Friday and there were no sale, would you have ever signed up for Paramount Plus? Because if you were to demonstrate that the answer was no, you've actually lost money, even with the deal. Wait, so wait, how, how did I lose money? So again, this is an unprovable. There's no way to prove this, right? But, but, but so what's the uh, but, logic behind but it? But if, if there was no such thing as Black Friday and there were no deal on Paramount Plus and in that world you never signed up for Paramount Plus then you've lost money because it's the existence of the Black Friday deal that made you decide to sign up for it and therefore you're spending money on Paramount Plus even at a discount that you wouldn't have spent otherwise
1: oh i see what you're saying yeah i mean it was it was fine i mean but I, you I thought... might
0: but the the other side of that just to be fair to Roger is like there's also a world where there's no Black Friday deal and he signs up for Paramount Plus anyway because he really wants to watch the Star Trek. That's perfectly plausible. In fact, it's possible, it's probable, uh, in which case the Black Friday deal does save him money because he would have spent more money if there weren't the deal.
1: It was good. I finally got to catch up on the rest of all the the remaining seasons of Lower Deck. And uh, probably... Oh, Lower Lower Decks is so good. And I finished up Prodigy, which is good well it's not finished it's in in season right now oh no i mean in season, But you but caught I, up yeah i yeah. caught up yeah yeah and i have that got say, better
0: i didn't I, love the first season i kind of watched it almost out of obligation out of completionism uh but the second season has, has started to intrigue me to the point where first season and most of this season i was letting them build up because they're only 20 four minutes and then like knocking a couple out when I had absolutely nothing else or didn't want to do anything that I had to think about or pay attention to. Uh, but this, this past couple of weeks I've, I've watched them pretty quickly as soon as they came out.
1: It's, it's been pretty good. I will say like the first three episodes did wow me. No, (laughs) I, 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 they they were definitely slow, Yeah, but by the fifth episode it, it found, it found, at least for me, it found a, uh, a, It was had to hit hit its tempo. I've
0: found this to be true with these all-ages genre shows, like Star Wars Rebels, for example. Uh, I had the same exact thing, which is they're fine at first, but once they get going and you've gotten to know the characters and they feel like they've built up enough credibility with the younger parts of the audience that they can tell slightly more complex stories is when they get good, and that's usually in the second season.
1: It's... I mean... I mean, it's 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 like that with a lot of shows. I remember when CW did uh, Arrow, the first season. I found it to be unwatchable; like I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. It was just painful. The second season, though, and this is funny because I only watched the first half of the first season. Second season was an automatic hook; like it had it had the drama, but it also had a lot of the uh, the mystery box elements plus action. You well, because
0: they also—I'm not going to give any spoilers—but they they changed the premise of things in the second season, not n- not not changing the world, but a thing happens to Arrow, yeah, uh, that that changes the dynamics, which just makes everything more interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it they 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 kicked it up. On yeah, that, to borrow a phrase. But I think that's a story
0: development that you have to have the first season to get to. The question is, did you have to take? The whole first season.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of a show where the first season doesn't really have that sort lost.
0: of... Okay, lo, lost. But if like, you even, liked it. I mean, some people just don't like it anyway, but I, I, I know a lot of people liked Lost from the beginning.
1: Because, like, Star Trek The Next Generation was sort of... Yeah, the first very,
0: season. very, very, very... Babylon
1: 5, I couldn't stand the first season, but I loved second...
0: Game movie. of Thrones um again bracketed off for for people who don't like these shows anyways there it doesn't matter whether the first season is good or not but game of thrones people liked from the beginning
1: well i mean like the expanse was a little bit of this because i hated the first i didn't i don't want to say i hate it i just wasn't really interested in the first half of the first season yeah the second half really picked up for me i
0: can't i can't judge i can't accurately judge the expanse because i loved the entire book series uh that had been published uh, at the time uh, already when it was published. So I, I was, t- I was gonna love just seeing those characters on screen, no matter what. I thought it was good from the beginning, but yeah, your mileage may vary.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I've never read the book, so I, I was it was new to me, and it just didn't it didn't feel it just didn't feel like like you know. It, It feels like you're sitting at a stoplight with you know waiting for the traffic to move, and you're like, "Yeah, come on, get to the." (laughs) Uh, You know, you know.
0: I I want to report an interesting development from the world of uh, K-pop that informs this discussion. Uh, One of the things they've been doing for a long time with Korean groups is having like a, a side story and it's usually some kind of supernatural science fictiony story um there's a group called Espa that has a whole thing about a virtual world and and avatars that they are kind of bonded with and all this stuff there's a new group uh out of japan called An team that are like from the go they just launched their werewolves like it's in their video it's in their lyrics. Uh, there's a whole like 10 minute film that came out with their first single, you know, showing their story and how they're trying to save this girl from vampires. And the fun thing about it is that the vampires are another group. Oh. And the group had been developing themselves with a vampire story and now they're intersecting them. I'm like, are we going to get like an extended unit, like a MCU for, for, for these. So, so,
1: so is the whole fact that there were was like a gimmick part of the band? It's like,
0: not when they perform uh, they're also brand new so we haven't seen them in concert or anything but but they perform as as, as humans uh, when they've performed uh, but but it's the storyline in their music video and it's the storyline in their songs so it's oh. not it's not like kiss where they're going on stage you know in costume. Uh, it's, it's that the songs they're singing about are about this world. And then they tell that in the videos.
1: Oh, I see. It, yeah. yeah. Is all, are all the songs just around that?
0: They only have a, like, I think the only have one song. If they have more than one song, I'm, 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 I'm just woefully unaware. But the one song is very much, you know, like talking about being a werewolf. And it's, it's the thing that all these werewolf vampire stories do is it's an allegory for growing up. Right where werewolves often used as an allegory for going through puberty because you're changing and all of that and that's definitely that's definitely there right it's targeted at that that audience um but i i kind of love this idea that they're telling genre stories on the side i just thought again not trying to convince anyone like and therefore you must go listen i just thought that you might people might be curious to hear that
1: it's very disney in a way yeah right except a little darker it's like a dark disney yeah cuz yeah. cuz disney does I mean, a lot of that with uh, with the allegories, they have, um, what's their zombie, they have like this zombie, kit, you know, teen zombie thing between mm-hmm. like the zombie community and just the normal community, and they have a song and dance all around it. It's like yeah. high school musical, but. <laughs> For zombies? I don't know that one. Um, it's really popular. They actually had like a couple of TV. Uh, it's not see-
0: iZombie, the one on CW, is it?
1: No, I think it's uh, zombies oh zombies and cheerleaders. Wow. It's just called zombies. Nice. Yeah. And it's Disney it's like zombies. a Disney show. Yeah, so if you think about it, uh-huh. the zombies are like the 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 I wouldn't say the poor kids, but typically in high school your 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 social system is bifurcated right. between like the cool kids and yep. then everyone else. The zombies are everyone else. Uh huh. You know, and so the masses. Those, yeah, it's it's a it's a very interesting uh, uh, way of doing it because you know they eat brains and all that stuff, but right. there is there isn't there isn't that horror aspect, you know, where you find the dead, you know, bodies. So the
0: zombies aren't something you need to be afraid of killing you.
1: I mean, that's part of the conceit of why they're separated from each other. Yeah, uh, like, but you know, they're just normal people trying to live. <laughs> well, that, that's what I was. Uh,
0: it's not so dangerous that you. Can't yeah. have the zombies in school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, all right. I get it. They
1: made three movies. Uh, the, huh. the third and final, Zombies 3, uh, premiered on Disney Plus this past July.
0: Yeah, see, this is the kind of thing that is going to have a huge comeback in 20 years when all the children watching this grow up and start making. Films. They're going to be like we're they're rebooting zombies. They're going to be you know, and there'll be cameos from the original cast, and 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 people like us will be like, you you'll know because you have kids. But a lot of us will be like, what what is that?
1: I never saw that. Who who knows anything about that? It's it's interesting how cyclical, um, not maybe genres, but like you know, specific IPs get recycled. Like, the, the classic one is actually Batman. Batman gets recycled every 10 years or so, like, into something else. Uh, or not into something else, but into a new format. Like, we're rebooting or reimagining or we're going to put him in the future. So, like, I, th- I think what
0: happens, uh, I have an explanation for this. I think what happens is uh, you're, you're a kid. You When you're a child, you bond way more to fiction than you do as an adult. Uh, it, it's incredibly meaningful. And then you grow up and some of you, uh, get into positions to make content. Uh, most of you get in positions to consume content. You get nostalgic. You look at the originals. Now that you're an adult realize it wasn't that great, really, but you still have the nostalgia for it. So you lo- still love it. And the ones who are in a position to create the content decide to make it so that it is good for an adult. Uh, and they make the adult version of it. Uh, and then all of the people who are consumers go, yay, that's, that, that's a great nostalgia kick. They make it. And those people's kids watch it, love it. Uh, and then Twenty years later, realize well, it wasn't that good. And the reason for that is not that it was bad; it's that stories progress, technologies progress. Then they're like, well, let's make it again, but make it good, and then the cycle continues, right?
1: Well, it, it's it's weird. There's always this there's always this wax and wane between like let's make it uber contemporary, and then other other times there's a it's fashionable. They're like, hey, let's bring it back to its roots. Let's, yeah, 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 let's yeah. Strip away all the conceit that we've tacked on yeah. over the years. Just and and so-
0: sometimes the reboot doesn't catch on and the kids don't like it and then that IP just kind of, you know, trickles away. It might come back just because the story itself is compelling and that's when you see the like the oh they're they're bringing back this really old story uh and it's not a nostalgia play so much as just like an updating,
1: right? Um I, oh, so, yeah. I mean it's it's fascinating because I remember growing up in the Me 80s too. and uh, <laughs> There was there there was there there was kind of uh, I don't want to say a reboot but there was a kind of there was still kind of a hold of the kind of uh, uh, western in in popular right right because all, all,
0: all of our parents uh, had grown up in the fifties and in the fifties yeah. the the western was dominant on television
1: so you had all sorts of shows and movies you had Silverado mm-hmm. but you saw had different genres right you had the comedic take you had uh, Cowboy Rhapsody you had um you had city slickers which was a western but it was you know right. a billy uh, not billy eilish a billy crystal <laughs> a billy crystal well uh, superman superman the
0: christopher reeve's movie was a nostalgia play for people who had enjoyed the tv show with george, uh, it, reeves, right? with george reeves yeah uh and 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 yet for us it was the it was the, the first big superman right
1: well, that was wasn't the first, just the comics it was the first superman on screen i even yeah. remember some of the marketing materials like you will believe a man can fly yeah it was really kind of and, and
0: and that original george reeves show was fascinating to children, right? Because it was television. Television was new. The fact that you could even see Superman walking around and talking—that was crazy for us. The it looked old. You could see the wires; yeah. like it wasn't that impressive. So, the Christopher Reeves one became way more impressive. Of course, now kids look at the old old Superman with Christopher Reeves, like yeah, special effects aren't that great. So, you know, you could tell when they're
1: uh, at least there were practical effects. I mean, but... you you can even spot kind of the trends. Yeah, like, yeah. It, the original Superman or the the Christopher Reeves Superman was very much based on kind of the um, the Silver Age comics of Superman. So it was very, it was very. I don't want to say lighthearted, but it wasn't as it would, didn't have a dark uh, feel to it. Yeah, which, do you, do you, you think the George Reeves
0: that. ones were more Golden Age and the Christopher Reeves one were more Silver Age? I'm wondering if there's a parallel. I, it might there. be, but
1: yeah. I, I th- there's bits where like he stops criminals, but he's not punching them. Right? He yeah, stops yeah. Throwing them around. You see him. He's Effectively, uh, you know, done the citizens' arrest and he has them. But if you move now to the man of, is it the Man of Steel? With uh, yeah, there you have you have sequences where he's just like throwing people and punching. Henry Cavill, yeah, Henry Cavill. And there's that entire sequence where they fight in the city and he's demolished and right half the city. And I remember Superman too. The character distinctly says, "Stop! You're going to hurt the people," and he flies away because he knows that he stays and fights. He's going to like destroy the city. Well, that's an interesting
0: way that they they actually couch stories in the current milieu of what storytelling is. The storytelling in the Golden and Silver Age was very much like the good guys win the bad guys lose. People got tired of that and wanted more complex stories. And so the Superman now is more like, well, let's let's show that you know, even Superman isn't perfect and causes damage and
1: yeah, and I, I think it's it's kind of it's kind of weird because, they never stick with it long enough where you see kind of a character growth bef- where they like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be doing this because I'm going to be punching down a building, you know, where where you have some growth that you can have with like a TV show or comic series uh, where you can just show character growth. And it's kind of weird because there was a time where Batman, at least in the comics, Batman was very, very verboten on using firearms. Even in the cartoons, it's like, I don't use guns. I don't yeah, know. yeah. And then in the movies, like the Justice League movie, he rides around in the car with like two fifty caliber machine guns popping out of his hood of his car. It's just like it's well, a
0: weird. He didn't use the guns. The car
1: did. <laughs> it's just really it, there, there is. Yeah, very yeah. much I, I see it and I understand what's happening is like when you grew up in the 80s, you're all about like action sequence, action, action. And when, the, when you're a movie maker, it's like, how do I get more action sequences? What other kind of action Action sequences? Can I do? There's more? also
0: there's also the development of the of the medium as well. Uh, people were afraid of television. Like we you know we 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 sort of forget that that people thought television was was damaging to children. People thought comic books were damaging to children oh, yeah. even before that, uh, and so they would be very careful about the stories they told, not to give firepower to those who were were stoking fear about it these days uh that 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 debate is is less you know there's still a debate about what what stuff is good or bad for children but it's not it's not the medium itself that that people are afraid of so you can say like well we're telling the story for adults you know and and people accept that which they they didn't do that in the early days. Like every story had to be, you know, acceptable for children because comics were for children uh, uh, or and because there's no way to stop a child from watching television uh, if it's on. Uh, and and so I, th- I think, you know, we've been through that with video games where video games are finally getting more complex stories over the past 10, 20 years because we've sort of loosened up about like, okay, video games aren't just for children. You can have video games for adults.
1: It's... It's going to be very interesting to see how old and dated, because uh, the Last of Us is coming out. That's based on a, on a Sony PlayStation video game, um, and what's so fascinating is that like we're at the point where video games or where comic books were in the late '90s, where up until then they were treated as they they, they were treated as sort of exaggerations of everything, and then around the 2000s you had like well comic book based movies are now sort of a standard, right? They're not yeah. just your, your peripheral thing that you do. I still remember in the 80s to do a comic movie, people used to put like word boxes and all the other kind of. Oh, right. Things. Yeah. But they, they put the scene in the cell and they would. Move Superman
0: over. was kind of an outlier back then in that it X. didn't do all of those tropes. And like who but who's going to go see a comic book
1: movie except for kids. And then they would like do all these things. And it's like, yeah, I get it. It's based on the comic book, but you don't yeah. necessarily Biff, like to do that. Pow. But like when video game movies started like um in the uh, in the 80s. It was all about not an actual video game, but it was a concept. And so it was centered around uh, an arcade machine or your computer. Oh, like like Tron and stuff. Tron and stuff. And then you moved up to things where they did Doom, and this like, how do we recreate the feel of Doom? And right. so they do the shot where you have the gun. Because video game out. movies
0: before that were movies about people who played video games, exactly. Not exactly a movie telling the story from a video game. Because video games like didn't have story. I, I yeah. remember talking about a Pitfall Harry movie in the early days and going like, yeah, but what do you do? He just jumps over ponds. What's the movie gonna be about?
1: Um, it, well, that, that that that's the thing is like they would try to integrate a sequence where the guy's swinging on a rope yep, jumping yep, over yep. The thing. and they they did that for the longest time and someone said, "Hey, wait a minute. These games are sophisticated enough that the stories that Eventually the games
0: got sophisticated enough like like, yeah. like Last of Us, right? Where and it's so, almost
1: entirely story. Yeah. And if you play the game, you realize it. I mean, it's actually very well written and yeah, in a way the game is very on rails. Yeah, in that, in that you can't really change the plot, but you go and play through key plot points that bring you to the next. Uh, it
0: ex- you experience the exactly. story in a way you in a more immersive way than just reading or watching a movie. But but once like
1: you know the metaverse takes off, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting because then you can blend the two in a way where yeah you're just yeah. Pa- uh, I mean, video games already do that, but you still feel that you're playing a game.
0: I'm, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be shocked if movies become more like books where it's a choice that people make to enjoy the experience because they enjoy that flavor. It's almost a nostalgia play. Maybe even more along the lines of listening to music on, a, on vinyl uh, v- because the mass movie experience will be immersive I, you know it, it'll be like well why would you see that story as a movie instead of getting the, the full experience in the immersiveness and the, and the movie becomes becomes a style choice and and i bet the way we'd like oh should you read the book or see the movie first there's a, a should you see the movie or experience the immersive environment whatever it's called it, i mean it's
1: i think we i think i definitely think that's where we're headed and i find it interesting that um that we'll we'll be in a phase where the moving going experience is kind of like this very, uh, um, uh, not very elaborate, but, but very kind of like high level of, of a fidelity, uh, sound and video will become more commonplace in the home in, in people's homes where that doesn't hold the appeal. But if you do like an event where everyone, like what, what they used to do in San Francisco where they had movies in the park and you would have like a bunch of people, yeah, yeah. You, you would have that kind of, I don't want to say a uh, 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 rocky horror you know picture show where you know people are singing along, but I can totally see that where people are just talking back or they're you know well, the, a, the, they're. the the the
0: the way to go with it uh is not to compare it to anything we have now it's to to notice that uh, m- get mass gathering where where you have a place where people come to do a thing like watch a movie uh, always relies on the fact. That the economy of scale lets you give people an experience that they can't afford to get at home for a cheap price, right? So if we charge everybody $10 a ticket, they can all watch a massive screen with huge speakers that they would never be able to fit into their own house unless they're the richest people on earth. Uh, And so in the future, you're right the price of massive speakers and and big screens is is going down to the point that eh, the difference is not as much as it used to be so there'll be what can you do in an immersive environment uh, to provide people a, a safe and enjoyable way that they couldn't do at home. And I think you're on to something like interaction amongst the audience uh, in that is is certainly a part of it because you're not going to organize 100 people to come to your house to get an immersive uh, experience, but there could be a place that does that for sure. I mean, like
1: when you go to a ball game, yeah, there, yeah. There, there's a specific feeling you get. There's a difference
0: sit. between watching it on TV and being in the park. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, All right. So you weren't imagining it, everyone. Uh, The East meets West theme began to play earlier. I don't know why. I may have bumped it with my hand without realizing it, or it may be a ghost, but I'm now intentionally playing it. Sobrilliant.com slash EMW is, of course, the place where these episodes are hosted. And uh, that's it for us. We'll talk to you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.